Welcome to the Whistle Way Podcast. My name is Kyle Whistle, your host with Whistle Realty Group and EXP Realty out of San Diego. And we're going to do something a little bit different today. What we're going to do is give you a sneak peek of our upcoming course called the Media Mayor Mastermind. Uh, This course is my uh, media director, Brian Kochi, and I basically sharing everything we've learned about creating videos together over the last six plus years. We've created thousands of videos. We've had millions of views. We can track multiple six figures worth of commissions back to the relationships and the transactions that have come from this, um, things that have helped make us the number one team in the entire county of San Diego. And uh, this is an amazing, amazing course. And we figured, you know what? Those that are loyal listeners of the podcast here want to hook them up and give them a couple sections of the course for free. Um, So that's what we're going to do. So if you guys get value out of it today, um, if you are watching, actually, there's nobody's watching on YouTube today. We're just recording audio today. So it's cool. We're just going to roll with it. Uh, If you're listening to whatever podcast platform you are on today, you could hook us up with a review on there. That goes a long way for us. We'd love to share this with more people. Um, So what we're going to get into today is filming 101. We're going to really just give you everything you need to know when it comes to um, filming shows, which is something that we're known for, um, how to prep for these things, how to shoot them, the whole deal when it comes to filming. Um, So I'm really excited to share this with you. And without further ado, let's get after it. Hey guys, we are getting into uh, one of my favorite sections because Kyle doesn't have to talk so much about this one, um, is the uh, filming 101 tips. And through this section here um, specifically, we are going to be talking about um, kind of the basics of it. We're not going to go too deep um, into everything, but I want to kind of do some some basics of video, some basics of lighting. We'll go a little bit intermediate, but I don't want you to get Uh, worried or concerned if you're going to be filming with your iPhone and you don't have all the camera setups, that's totally fine. I'll teach you that part. Uh, And that's what part of this is, is we're going to go into kind of the basics of of filming. So when you have, when you're filming, you've got a couple main characteristics, right? You have um, light, light, sound, sound, personality, personality. Good. So we got I'm not teaching about personality. Or no, wait, what's the other word? The talent. The talent. Um, so let's start with light. Okay. Um, again, you can go something fancy like this, have a bunch of light set up. You know nobody can see what you're I talking understand. about. I'll do a picture. I can do something. Okay. Um, but the, the very basics of lighting essentials is make sure you are lit by the same light source as the background. Typically, this is going to be if you're outside... Um, the sun is going to be your light source. So if the sun is on you, make sure the sun is also on the back. You don't want to shoot with the sun at your back if you're shooting on an iPhone or unless you're doing some manual controls. And if, if you're going that route, then I don't have to tell you this portion. Basically, but look at the sun. Look at the sun. Look at the light right? source. But you got to be looking at the sun. You know, the sun behind you, and yeah, it'll give you a cool halo, but they won't see your face. People need to see your face. That's how they build that relationship with you. Yeah. Um, if you're indoors, uh, the best way I recommend doing it is look at a window, a window that has indirect light coming into it. So what that, what that means is indirect light is if it's sunny outside, but the sun isn't shining through directly at the windows, so that's giving you harsh shadows, right? 
if you look down at the ground and you see the, the big sunbeams coming down, that's direct lighting. You want indirect lighting. So it's sunny outside, but not shining directly in. Um, I mean, that's kind of the basics of lighting. That's it. Yeah, I mean, that's honestly the very, very simple thing. I even do this whenever I'm shooting from a cell phone or just start to think about this anytime you're out with your friends and like, hey, can you take a picture of us? Just know if you are outside, you want to be looking at the sun. So the sun is shining and it illuminates your beautiful face. And if you're inside, you want to be looking at the window. If you've ever seen people shooting, like there's a window behind the camera right now. If you've ever seen people shooting when they have a window behind them, you can't see them, right? What ends up happening, it's really one of two things ends up happening, is one, you could see everything through the glass and you just see a person that looks like a shadow. Or you can see the person, there's this nasty white glare all around them. Neither one of those create a very good image. But if that person would literally just turn 180 degrees, put the sun in their face, now they look good, background looks good, everything is just in a much better place. A little bit more granule. Um, the, and this is, this is good to know if you're going to buy lights or even if you're using window lights. The bigger the light source, the softer the light. So uh, right now we have two big lights here. Um, these are going to give us softer light, smoother fall off, softer skin tones, that type of thing, as opposed to a small little light. So bigger lights closer to you is gonna be a much more pleasing look. Um, again, this is why I love windows. We don't have lights big enough for, we have a whole wall of windows, but we don't have lights that big. When you have windows, open them up, get nice natural light in, indirect light, that's a huge light source. Now, the other part is people go, well, the sun is giant. You're going to have soft light there. It's giant, but it's very, 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 very far away. So that's why you're getting those harsh shadows. That's why if you've ever heard it's better to shoot on a cloudy day than a sunny day is because now that, that sun is diffused by all those lights, making the light source, instead of this little bright sun, it's covering the whole area, getting much more diffused softer light. Does this make sense? I've never heard of a cloud being referred to as a diffuser, but it makes sense. Well, it's, it is. It's, literally, that's the only thing I've heard. Of. I didn't know it could rain from a cloud. Um, and then my big people always say, hey, what light should I buy? I always try and recommend use good natural light first before buying lights. Lights get expensive. It's, they're a lot to set up, especially if we're doing our restaurant spotlights. We never bring big lights in. It's just, they're very invasive. What I always say is, hey, let's find good natural light. Let's sit by a window where we have window light coming in, lighting our, our subjects, um, as opposed to bringing in big, heavy lights. Um, and then again, with our neighborhoods or with our, with our business spotlight series, if there is a seat, a seat where there's good light and there's a seat where there's bad light when you're doing the interview, you always want to give your guest the good light. The talent. The, well, you guys would both be considered talent. You want to give your guests the good light. You want to make them look good. The video is about them, not about you. Um, so I always, if ever there's a spot where I'm like, this is really good light, this is bad light, Kyle gets the bad light, the guest gets the good light. Um, audio, you want to make sure that you limit the amount of background noise as much as possible. Whenever we go into a restaurant, even here at our office, we turn off the overhead music. I want to add in my own music in the background. I don't want to use their background music. You want to limit, we turn off our, our door chime for the, the alarm. We unplug the Coke machine so you didn't hear that buzzing in the background. The more we can eliminate background noise, the better, smoother, cleaner the, the 
video will be because it'll it'll flow smoother. Also, people will pay attention to you and what you're saying, not what's going on around you. And so again, we want to try and put ourselves in a situation where we can have the cleanest audio possible. Um, if I'm doing uh, videos for our testimonials that we do at our, at our friends and family events, I try and pull people as far away as possible um, from the other people so that way we have clean audio. Of course, do you know where, who also gets sent to where there's not a lot of people? All of the kids. So kids are running and jumping and screaming all over my camera gear, so that's fun. Uh, but I try and bring the clients as far away from others as possible to keep that clean audio. Uh, same thing outdoors. Pay attention for things like sirens that we heard earlier. Things like airplanes, helicopters, uh, cars, car stereos. Um, traffic is a big one. So if you can put yourself in a situation where you're in a quieter area to where your mic will pick up you speaking and not all the background noise, again, the smoother the video is going to be. Yeah, just be conscious of it. Like if you're filming in front of a building and it's at an intersection, typically one of those two streets is going to be busier than the other. Just be conscious. Don't go to the busier of the two streets just because maybe that's the front. It's going to sound like shit if you're on that super busy street. Just go around to the other street. Shoot from the other street. You can get footage of the front of the building if you need to, but shoot from the side street. You're still going to have the building behind you. It's going to be good, but you're not going to have all that traffic noise because it's really hard for people to focus on what you're saying when there's a whole lot of noise going on around you. Some other things about audio, the closer the microphone is to your mouth, the cleaner the audio is going to be. So again, we have our lav mics right here really close up to our mouth. If we had a shotgun mic, that's a different type, um, on the cameras back over there, it's going to be, it's going to pick up a lot between us and the microphone. So the closer the mic you can put to you, the better. That's why you see people on podcasts or on radio with it up against their mouth. Um, so when people often ask, hey, what's your favorite shotgun mic? I usually tell them I don't like them. I like live mics. Have you been added on that? No. Nope. Um, I like iPhone mics. Okay. Uh, also, when you're filming, especially if you're filming someone else or even yourself, always try and test, have them test with the volume that they're going to speak at during the video. I can't tell you how many times where I try and get my audio right, I give it to them, and then as soon as I hit record, they start talking and then I can't hear them, or they do the opposite and talk really loud, and I've got to adjust on the fly. Try and prep your talent to speak in the tone of voice, that the loudness that they're going to speak during the video. Um, there have been times where they, I, I tell them this, I prep them this, and I usually say, hey, just tell me, about, tell me about your restaurant. As I get my audio levels, just tell me kind of what prompted you to, to open a restaurant here. And they start talking, and as usually people get more comfortable, they start talking a little louder. Uh, so I do that. There have been times, though, and don't be afraid to do this, if they start talking really loud when you're recording, pause them, adjust the mic level if you need to, and then start again. All right, and this is of course if you're using an actual mic system that is adjustable. If you're just shooting off the phone, it is what it is. It's gonna auto adjust, it's gonna do the best that it can. But audio, if you are shooting from a phone, is to be very conscious of the proximity to the phone. I've seen people a lot of times they wanna shoot a video with an iPhone, and they hand it to their friend, and the friend's 15 feet away from them, and they're like, all right, go ahead and shoot the video. Yeah, now I got a good video of like of everything that's there, but you can't hear a freaking word that's being said. So you gotta understand if you are shooting with an iPhone, that you gotta be within probably five feet tops to really be able to pick up decent audio quality. If you have your friend stand 15 feet away from you, you're not gonna hear a damn thing. Also, if you're shooting from an iPhone, 
and somebody is even five feet away from you, but you turn around to talk, the iPhone does not hear through you, right? So if I'm standing here and I turn around and talk about what's going on on the wall behind me, the iPhone's not gonna pick that up. So just be conscious of that if you are filming from a phone is you don't have that luxury. But if you have a lav mic, whether I'm facing forward or I'm facing backward, it stays the same distance away from my mouth. So the audio is not gonna change. But understand if it's an iPhone, you're gonna have to adapt on that. Yeah, so perfect example. I think five feet, again, it's max. iPhone, especially if you're doing Facebook Live or anything, is really optimized for within arm distance. So, it, or arm length. And even switching the camera back and forth. I think those are about the same thing. Um, keeping your, your phone about arm length away is about- Or arm distance. Is about the distance you wanna keep it from you. Um, and so therefore, if you're doing an interview with someone, you're gonna have to get real close to them. So just keep that in mind. Um, that was a good point about the iPhone. Yeah, I shoot a lot of these videos, so just know that. And in all honesty, like when you're shooting, especially like a Facebook Live, people wanna see your face. Like the closer to your face, the better, because again, they're building that relationship with you. When you're just way off in the distance, you're not as relatable. Um, so people love it. I mean, it's awkward when that camera is really close to your face, but those videos do the best. So the next step I'm gonna talk about is equipment. How's We're, your makeup doing, by the way? I just wanna check great. it out. Yeah, I just so you know, great. Brian, like last night, went out and invested. How much did you invest in makeup for today? Like 80 bucks. Yeah, $80. Brian, did you go by yourself? Yeah. How'd they look at you when you were buying all that makeup? The security guard eyed me down a little bit. <laughs> but all that makeup, that was a brush and a one thing, a makeup. Yeah. It was, and, well, and then I got... Uh, oil blotting wipes. But that's something to touch on real quick too, just with the lighting before we move on to the next thing yeah. is sometimes makeup or there's, what are these, like oil absorbing wipes. Like I have this giant forehead and it get oily. I, th I just, I thought I got oily. Brian's on a whole nother level of oily. Um, but these little wipes can help absorb some of that oil off of your face so that you don't get that reflection off of it as much. Yep. Um, so now I kind of want to move into, again, I don't wanna go deep into equipment yet, that's gonna be in a, in a later section, um, but it's really important that you know your equipment. Uh, we're learning, I got a new camera uh, for this and it's having some issues, but the more you can know your limitations of the equipment, the better you're gonna be prepared for the shoot. So if you know that you have a DSLR and it can only film for 30 minutes at a time before you have to stop and start again, that's important to know um, so that way you're not putting it in the back of a con conference and thinking it's gonna record for four hours. It's important to know if your camera does really bad in low light, because that way as, as the day gets later, to know where it works well or what doesn't. And so that's really just gonna come from using it. I've always looked for shortcuts to see what's the best way to do it. The more you use your gear, the better you're gonna know it. And this is true if it's an iPhone, if it's a, a big camera, it doesn't matter. Um, you're gonna know, hey, when I go into this area, it picks up the light really a lot here and I look really yellow, I don't like that. And so you're just, the more and more you can use it, the more you're going to find where it's strongest and what its limitations are. Yeah, like something I've learned on the iPhone is that a lot of times we'll be out in front of a restaurant and I'll start shooting something and I'm outside where it's very, very bright. And then I know as I walk from a parking lot in through the front doors, it takes the iPhone a good amount of time, probably two to three seconds for the iPhone to like reacclimate itself and realize, oh wait, I'm not outside with the bright sun anymore. I'm now inside with fluorescent lights. I know it takes a couple seconds for that iPhone to like shift itself, whatever the technical term is, I don't know. I just know when I first walk in, give it a second, let the camera adjust before I continue on with things. Yep. 
I'm just going to keep giving the iPhone angles. I'll let Brian give the, uh, the DSLR angles. Because honestly, I know if you're watching this, right, there's going to be half of you watching this that are running on an iPhone and half of you are running on a DSLR. So got to make sure we give you both sides. And so another thing about knowing your equipment, going to your iPhone point, is also knowing where you get good internet service. If you're doing Facebook Live, Instagram Live, and you know you're in a spot where it's bad internet, that's something to be aware of as well. Um, there have been times where we say, we asked the owners, hey, can we connect to your Wi-Fi? Because I don't get cell service here. So doing little tricks like that and learning kind of what the issues are, it's going to make your videos better and better and better. The next thing I have is focus uh, in terms of your camera. A lot of cameras can, and I, this, again, this goes back to knowing your equipment. Same thing with iPhone. Um, I use almost always use autofocus on our stuff. In the, the filmmaking world, that's very uh, that's a big no-no. You're supposed to do manual focus and have follow focus. Um, that There are ways to do it. I recommend, unless you're down that road already, do autofocus. Don't listen to all of the, the, the cinematic gurus that tell you that you need to do um, manual focus. Autofocus works really well for me 95% of the time iPhone, I think, only has. It works really well on my iPhone. Um, also, one more thing, and this, again, was right for uh, iPhone and DSLR, is frame rate. And I'm going to give you a brief overview of frame rate and why it's important and then what you should do. So, let's see, this is a really good one. They really like this, the sirens. So, frame rate is the speed of which the camera captures an image. Um, Normally when you're taking pictures, you're just taking a picture, right? You, you may have heard of 30 frames a second, 24 frames a second. That means every second the camera is capturing 24 or 30 still images per second. Um, again, there's a lot of discussion. These, the cinematic gurus tell you 24 frames per second is, is more cinematic. 30 frames per second is more TV-like. I've never been able to physically see the difference. So we shoot all our stuff either at 30 frames a second or if you can, 60 frames a second. And the reason I say that is if you shoot at 60 frames a second, it gives you the ability to do slow-mo footage and get it really nice and smooth. If you shoot at 30 frames a second and then try and slow it down, it gets really choppy. Um, and this is important because this can be done on your cameras as well as your iPhone. You can choose to adjust that frame rate. Can you change a frame rate on an iPhone? I don't even know. You absolutely can. Yeah, well, here's the thing. If you want it to go slow-mo, you go on your iPhone, you slide over to the side and hit slow-mo. That's it. True. Um, <laughs> but that's if you want to go super slow-mo. And sometimes you don't know that you want to slow things down until after the fact. Okay. Um, a couple more things to touch on. This isn't actually necessarily about filming, but it is super important, is making sure you back up all your footage. Like you mentioned in the previous uh, section, I've got hard drives on hard drives on hard drives. We probably have 100 terabytes of hard drives for, for the office here of footage we have backed up. And it's super important that you have two copies of your footage, one in one spot, one in another. That way, if the building burns down, if things get stolen, you still have all your footage backed up in a separate location. I, I know this is for more of the camera nerds, but what I'm telling you is if this is a great thing, if you, even if you have, are hiring someone or if you're, you're saving it on your iPhone, save it on your iPhone and then put it on Dropbox. Yeah. Again, that's that's two places. Yeah. So on your, your iPhone, iPhone you got iCloud. 
And then you got Google Photos. I have it in both. Yeah. I have all my stuff on both of those. So just in case one of those two accounts ever got hacked and somebody deleted it all, I have it in the other one. Um, I think that was about it. Um, one of the things I say on here is, uh, is, is practice first. We did quite a bit of practice before we did this segment today. Make sure you have a good idea of how you're going to be set up and kind of the, the flow you're going to have, right? If you're going to be asking business spotlight questions, make sure you know kind of the questions you want to go through. Um, and th this also goes for if you have a, a, a gimbal, this is something that will stabilize either your camera or your iPhone um, to get those nice smooth walking shots. Make sure you balance it. Make sure you practice with it. Just make sure, you, just like the whole reason we role play is so you don't practice on your clients. Make sure we're not practicing when we're doing uh, these business spotlight videos or any of these videos. If you go out in the field, you practice, you come back, it's all junk, you have to do it again. Even if it's just you by yourself, you wasted a lot of time. If you're Now, if you're with a business owner and you go, hey, uh, all that stuff got lost, we gotta redo it, that doesn't look so great. Yeah, it's role play's a huge deal. So the conversations you're gonna have when you're out in the field, like. Practice, right? just do mock interviews. Pretend Brian owns a restaurant, pretend Thomas owns a restaurant or, or a golf course, again, whatever it is that you're gonna shoot and just do a few of these conversations. The first couple, like we said, the first one we did, I had a sheet of paper and I like had the questions written down on a paper just to make sure I didn't miss anything. Honestly, I'd rather you do that in the beginning than miss stuff and have to go back and re-record because again, you just it's more time for you and you just look kind of silly to the person when you tell me, oh, I forgot to ask you some stuff, can we come back? Like, now you're inconveniencing them, it's not a good experience. So if, you know, push comes to shove, have a note with uh, questions on it. Or one of the things that we do a lot of times when we're shooting, like Brian and I are in sync now, but in the beginning, maybe you don't need the sheet of paper in front of you, but whoever's shooting the video for you could have that sheet of paper. And so you just go with a free-flowing conversation. I think we'll talk more about it when we get to actually filming the video, but have more of a free-flowing conversation but have whoever's shooting the video just kind of have a checklist, make sure you hit stuff. And there's a lot of times when we shoot these videos, they'll be like, all right, hey, Brian, did, did I miss anything? Did I get anything? And he'll be like, oh, you actually forgot to ask a question because he'll have it on his list and be like, oh yeah, you didn't ask about that. So that's just another strategy you could use too. So just have a list, make sure you get everything. It's better to ask too many questions than not enough questions. Um, you can always come back and edit some of that stuff out later. I think that's good filming 101. 101, there you go. 101. Cool, next up guys, we're gonna be talking about a little bit about scripting, not necessarily with business spotlights. I guess it works that way as well, um, but how you make a video that is, um, that's engaging and exciting to watch and how you use your words to do that.